This podcast is made for people like you. Thank you very much indeed for being there. Welcome to the GMS Magazine podcast. I am Paco Garcia, your host, and this is the RPG Interview Room, the room in which I am lucky enough to get together with the best people in the world of role-playing games and ask them a ton of questions about their projects. Today, I have with me Francesco Peratone, and we're going to talk about the Generate Polygons and their 3D Initiative Tracker Tower that's currently funded and looking absolutely gorgeous. Francesco approached me, well, quite a while ago, I have to say, and it is my complete and absolute bad that I haven't paid him anywhere near as much attention as he deserves, because they are having an absolutely fantastic project right now to fund, which has been funded, by the way, an initiative tracker 3D printed tower that, well, you can print in your own home because it's uh, for an SDL and uh, you can use it to attach a few strips, also 3D printed, where you can put the name of the player that's going next in line to do whatever it is that that character is going to do during gameplay. I know it sounds a bit convoluted and complicated, but trust me, the result is absolutely brilliant it works like a tree there is a video where i show you exactly how it's assembled how is dismantled how it works and i have used it at my table and it looks super duper gorgeous but they are doing something slightly different because there is a kind of pay what you want approach to this kickstarter project which is well, I'm not going to say it's completely new, but certainly is incredibly unusual. So I wanted to ask Francesco, I know for of course is about it, see what they're going to do in the future. Why are they doing this? Why would one want to get into this kind of project for these kind of items? And I really hope that you will enjoy the interview. If you would like to be featured, by all means, do get in touch. Email me podcast at gmsmagazine.com. Warning, I'm not the fastest at replying to emails, but I will reply to you. But Twitter is a way, way better way of getting hold of me. I am at GMS Magazine. And by all means, do find me in Facebook as well, where I am Paco Haeng or GMS Magazine. And I will be delighted to hear from you. Also, if you want us to talk about your game, to review it, unbox it, or whatever, please get in touch. We'd love to help. But without further ado, here is Francesco. Uh, Francesco, welcome to the show, which has been, my God, I should apologize to you so many times because we've been chatting for months and months and months, and I've been a complete plonker not getting back to you on time for so many things so i am so sorry in public my apologies how are you sir <laughs> thank you i'm well and no problem about uh, all the, <laughs> the i don't know all the problems that uh, could have gone uh, between us uh, and the interview and uh, publishing it's okay it's, it's um, not a big deal well and we are here so that's yeah good. Yeah, let's let, let's do it because you are actually doing it, which is brilliant. Um, you have this absolutely gorgeous idea of the three D printed initiative tracker tower, which 
it's beautiful. I mean, you sent me the printed copy, unpainted copy. It's just stunning. And people can take a look at it in the video. I'm not exaggerating in the slightest. Um, what is the generate polygons going to be all about, though? Because this is your first Kickstarter project, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it's the very first. Uh, we, uh, we are uh, mostly backers from uh, other Kickstarter projects, uh, and uh, we are passionate about uh, RPGs and board games, mainly. So um, this, uh, the Initiative Tower is uh, an idea that uh, is, comes from a lot of years ago. Because uh, I remember in the maybe the 90s, <laughs> something <laughs> like that, I was uh, experimenting with uh, um, stuff uh, where uh, we can uh, clip uh, the names of the characters uh, during the combat in our sessions. <laughs> and then uh, the idea evolved and evolved once more and changed. I, I think I have some prototypes here <laughs> if you want to take a look. It was, this was uh, from the around 2000 right <laughs> wow <laughs> you can see but this was already magnetized so it was already a bit more interesting than the very basic clip-on version and then with the 3d printing and you know the do-it-yourself idea spreading easily among the players and the players uh, then uh, the, the initiative tower as you see it today comes uh, comes around and uh, we developed it uh, and uh, we have uh, some ideas on uh, that direction uh, for example we are near uh, another um, stretch goal and uh, we have uh, some other towers in mind uh, for example a uh, Cthulhu variant uh, like uh, you know the strange geometry nice. from earlier uh, <laughs> stuff like that or uh, a sci-fi cyberpunk version and, uh, and so on. Uh, we're working on it, but um, we're, this is also our first starter. So uh, we are learning as we go. Uh, it's uh, a lot of work. Yes. <laughs> so we are uh, working on the stretch goal, on the modeling, on the communication, <laughs> on the marketing side. So uh, we, are, uh, we, we will get to all the stretch goals uh, in uh, some uh, weeks probably, but uh, we're working on them. Why? Uh, when we have, why did you decide to create the generate polygons? Why? Why go from fun, do it yourself to no? Let's let's be professional about this. Why? Uh, we are uh, because um, okay. We are all uh, passionate about uh, gaming, and uh, mostly um, we are also professional in some other fields. Uh, for example, uh, 3D graphics, uh, uh, game development, uh, product development, uh, and stuff like that. And so as uh, it started as a kind of side project between us, uh, then uh, we, we tried, we decided to try with a Kickstarter to see if uh, with more effort and more work is possible to get to a more uh, professional and so to a company. Uh, in itself uh, to develop uh, um, more complex uh, things. Uh, for example, we are uh, we already worked on uh, two different um, RPG modules, so adventure or mini settings, mm -hmm. and uh, we would like to to present those in the, our next uh, campaigns. Uh, we have uh, some interesting uh, features that uh, will make it very 
let's say, likable uh, to the DMs today because uh, the Dungeon Master always needs time to prepare the adventure. And so we, we decided to go in that direction and help the master to uh, go towards the zero preparation uh, aspect. And uh, so we're working on it. I like the sound of that. Uh, you said before we, uh, as in how many people are in Degenerate Polygons? How big is the team? Uh, uh, we're uh, a bit, uh, let's say, fluid mm -hmm. as a structure because we have a lot of friends and uh, contacts, but uh, the um, uh, core team, uh, let's say, we are uh, seven uh, as of today. Uh, mostly for this campaign, we worked in uh, three, three, three people worked on it. Uh, so we have, uh, um, I made uh, some of the models and I worked on uh, communication, the campaign, some graphics and so on, the video and stuff. Uh, Luca, another uh, friend, another degenerate polygon, uh, he worked on uh, the 3D, uh, some graphics uh, and uh, some social uh, Social network work, let's say, and uh, Chiara works uh, on uh, most of the social uh, from the Instagram part and uh, stuff like that. Who works because the paint job in that tower is delightful. Who who's doing the paint work uh, in your company me, at the moment? Me and Luca. <laughs> Damn, me and Luca, because uh, yeah, we we are uh, we two are also the all the time uh, miniatures collector and painter so <laughs> we like yeah. that, that i mean I, I wanted to ask because that how long did it take you to to paint a tower like that because it's it is i mean it's it's about 50 centimeters tall it's, yeah. it's huge how long does it take yeah. you to paint it uh almost almost two days wow <laughs> that that so, is a long time yeah. Yes, yes, it takes uh, a lot of uh, a lot of work. No, that <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it, it it is it is fair enough indeed. Because and the reason why I'm asking this is because the other day, um, when I when I said in in my video is that you know the hundred euros and then you mentioned no 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 yeah. the hundred is for the small one the big one is is three hundred, and I mentioned that to some friends, and one of them said, yeah, I would pay that. And the other one said, oh, my God, this is way too much. And I thought, wait a second, but how long is this? That's what I wanted to ask you, you know, because I just thought this is not going to be a couple of hours work, plus the time it takes for the printer to print. Uh, it depends a bit on the printer, but uh, if you structure everything uh, in the optimal way and you have a large printer, uh, it takes something like, uh, uh, let's say, 30 hours that, something like that that's the big one. yeah that's a day and a half that's quite a while uh, printing at 0 0.2 and if you have a large printer let's say around 30 centimeter by 30. yeah that that is mm. i mean i know that for 3d printing standards that's fairly fast but it's still a lot of time Yes. So and, uh, if you if you have a smaller printer, it takes uh, more than forty. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it's something that you know when when people um, want to buy these custom made minis and they say, oh, it's just too expensive. It's a bit, yeah, you you need to consider a how long it takes. B the fact that there is a chance of failure by any printer. You know, yeah. the temperature changes and suddenly you know plastic goes cold too fast and that's it, gone, yeah. or not fast enough, and that's it, gone. So it, it, it's an awful lot of things to consider. 
why did you decide to go 3D printing instead of just saying, you know, let's see how long it would take to do an injection molding of this and sell it ready printed and see what people think? Uh, to be completely honest, we thought about um, homemade silicone molding mm -hmm. because we have some experience in that uh, direction, but uh, it's difficult to find the right material to use because if you use pure resin, it will be crazy expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> if you use some uh, uh, kind of, uh, let's say, filler with the resin, um, you have to be very careful uh, with the shapes, uh, the little details, and also the structural integrity. So we, we're not really sure it's a viable uh, solution, that one. But regarding injection molding, uh, I con I've contacted a few days back uh, a pair of companies. So let's see what they will <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it would be very interesting, interesting to see. But the the reason, one of the many reasons, I like, is I'm, I'm a massive 3D printing buff. I, I I bought a resin printer a while ago, and I absolutely love it. Um, it drives me bananas whenever it fails anything. But I really, really like it, and it's too small. I mean, it's just this Elegu Mars way too small yeah, yeah, I, I want something huge you know when when i when i <laughs> when i can when i can get a resin printer that's 30 by 30 add, mm. add, oh my god i would be so happy that day i tell you but until then yeah just minis it's, it's, it's it is a lot faster now <laughs> what kind of printer would you recommend because i can imagine that you have tried a number of them. What do you use to print this? And what would you recommend people to use or, you know, general advice for people who want to print these STLs? Hmm. Uh, for the STLs, um, I tried different... Um, oh, hi. <laughs> so, yeah, for, for the viewers, my, my dog was demanding attention and um, he was starting to bark. So he's now on, on the video call with Francesco and myself. So, yeah, he's, nice. being, he's, being, he's being cute. <laughs> What's his name? Taiko. Taiko? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> like, like the Japanese drum. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, so what, what... the printers. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, I've tried some uh, different, uh, in this case, for the tower filament printers. Uh, so, um, filament deposition and... Uh, I would say that uh, um, nowadays there are uh, a lot of different printers and uh, most of them are uh, reliable enough. Okay. But uh, you always have to know your printer well because uh, the bad adhesion is uh, a pain and uh, sometimes also the extruder could be a pain. So uh, the important thing is to know your printer well or go to a service or a friend that... Uh, you know, uh, do the the printing stuff and uh, ask for uh, their help. Um, regarding the resin printers, uh, um, I've tried uh, a few, and uh, maybe the, the the smallest one, the 4K ones, are are nice for the details on the minis. Mm -hmm. uh, the bigger, um, I'm not sure about the. Probably for uh, a kind of shop, if you do printing for uh, commercial uh, selling the prints or whatever, uh, then uh, they could be uh, a 
good solution for um, a small uh, hobbyist or uh, you know the role player or gamer uh, maybe the smaller one is uh, a better choice for now because the technology is always evolving so fast so in six months everything changes yeah so, yeah because i had my my i've had my yellow goo for about a couple of years now and yeah. um the the changes be- between then and now i mean we've we've gone from you know medium resolution screens to 4k from seven centimeters wide to 15 from being prohibitively expensive to costing 150 euros it's yeah. just ridiculous how how is advancing and it is really incredible to see how many companies are doing so well producing stl files because you see a lot of patreons of people producing constantly yeah. and making thousands every single month do you see yourselves doing something like that and going to patreon and producing you know a regular steady supply of stl files mm, probably not only on the stl uh, aspects we will not focus on uh, on that but we will focus on giving uh, um, a full package for uh, rpg modules and uh, maybe some uh, accessories like the tower, but uh, we're more interested on, the, let's say, the full RPG experience. So uh, we were, uh, we have some ideas in mind uh, for giving uh, uh, a lot of things that can enrich the RPG uh, experience to the, for the players. So things to produce, uh, some things to print. Uh, some software to help the masters and so on. Excellent. Yeah. That, that sounds good. I like that. Okay, let's talk about the Kickstarter. Uh, let's let's talk about your crowdfunding campaign um, because you've decided, uh, you know, and you were very clear from the very beginning when you first contacted me that you wanted to try something different and do a sort of pay what you want uh, for for the tower. And the way that you've done it doing a $1 tier and then the $5 tier and then the commercial tiers and the painting tiers, I found that quite interesting because to be perfectly honest, I'm not a particularly big fan of the pay what you want system. I I don't usually like it because people don't respond. And yet they have now because you have, at the time of recording this podcast, I think it's 24 backers at the $1 tier, but 126 at the $5 tier, and they get exactly the same. Uh, they get uh, the, um, the $5 gets also the stretch gold. So, oh, okay. So there's a little uh, bit more there. Okay. Yes, a little bit more. Uh, because we unlocked uh, some uh, extra towers and we're about to unlock one more. So uh, it's uh, a good value, I think, for the, the money. Okay. And. Uh, you know, I think, okay, the commercial tier, uh, you know, uh, it, uh, it could be interesting, especially in this case, because it's an uh, accessory that, uh, uh, you know, uh, a lot of masters would uh, <laughs> be interested in having a nice tower on the table and take the initiative there. So maybe even if they're not into 3D printing, they're interested in buying it uh, somewhere. Uh, the, I, we, didn't, we decided not to include uh, um, let's say a low cost uh, printed tier because uh, in this uh, period is uh, crazy expensive to send uh, everything by post or courier uh, around the world. So mm, 
if uh, you want the painted version okay it can be justified yeah. if i send it by fedex with uh, fedex with a nice packaging to not ruin uh, the paint job it's okay but uh, if you just uh, want the printed version you have to pay more for the, yeah, than, for the shipping than the, than the, the cost of printing itself. Yeah, it, mm. it, it, it can be pretty, pretty mental at the moment. So, yeah, mm. I can I can understand that. Is the pay what you want? Uh, do you think it is paying off? Are you getting out of it what you expected? Uh, let's say as a first campaign, we are very satisfied okay. because uh, we didn't have a mailing list. So that's very good, okay. I think. And uh, we didn't uh, invest a lot of money in uh, marketing and paid advertising, so that's uh, that's great. Uh, and uh, we would like to, um, let's say, um, have a connection with our backers and see what they like, and also for the future project, because we have uh, a lot of ideas and we already developed a pair, but uh, there are a lot of things we could do together with the backers and uh, other, also other creators, because one of the very nice things I found on the Kickstarter is that other creators, they they just pop by and say, hey, hi, how is it going? Why don't we do some collaboration and stuff like that? So that's very good. And uh, it's, um, it keeps the, let's say, the, the, the mind going and uh, the ideas flowing. Yeah. Okay. In terms of the, um, the stretch goals, how how long until they are delivered what, what do you, what is your production time schedule uh, once the campaign is over we have uh, a lot more time to work on the okay. for themselves <laughs> <laughs> so the the most uh, uh, let's say work intensive are the largest hours of course okay. because uh, we have to think about the mechanism for the connection especially the dice tower uh, needs uh, a lot uh, of things. Uh, we are, mm. uh, the first threshold was um, is a siege tower, uh, and so it needs to have all the, um, let's say, the ramps for the dice to roll, uh, but also the connections to be modular yeah. because it will be something you know, one of a kind. Uh, so it, it could be, uh, you know, yeah, two super meters, huge, two yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that is a feature we want to absolutely uh, keep uh, and also the external sculpting uh, that's, uh, so there are uh, a lot of uh, hours to invest uh, on the final product and uh, now with the with the final all the uh, let's say the inner volumes uh, and we're working on the modeling and then we will work on the external uh, sculpting of the 3d model Okay. So it takes, uh, let's say that uh, um, uh, a tower like that uh, asks uh, if you want uh, a final product, uh, more or less is uh, one week of work, one full week uh, for one person. That's not a lot, but, um, you know, if you're doing something else, it could be three or four weeks. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I was going to say, I mean, we're talking about, in theory, we're talking about a 40-hour week work which doesn't sound like an awful lot, you know, start on Monday, finish on Friday. But yeah, if, if you are uh, working, you know, nine to five and then come home and then have a family and then have a life and then spend some hours, yeah. then it can take a month or, or a month and a bit. So I can I can totally understand that. So people better be a little bit patient you know, when it's about the, the delivery. What method of delivery for the STL files are you going to use? How, how are people going to get the files? 
basically we'll send probably with uh, Google Drive or okay. if someone wants a specific method we can arrange that or just use a transfer or something like that it's not um, we we don't have a um, let's say preferred method maybe we will use a, um, a specialized service like uh, you know the miniatures uh, or the thingiverse or whatever yeah. yes yes like uh, yeah uh, mini hoarder or my mini factory and stuff like that because we we plan on using at least one of them just to have the presence and uh, to offer the tower to the, all the people that cannot back now okay or oh. that we will that we'll find us uh, later on so that, that, we that's... just have to decide which one yeah that, that was something that was going to ask you if people couldn't back it now i mean we're going where they going are they going to be able to find to find it anywhere else, which which I think you just you just answered that. So um, whichever method, I suppose you will be announcing it on your website. I can imagine. Yes, uh, the website uh, to the Kickstarter backers, and uh, we also we we, are, we have um, a method for registering for uh, for example a mailing list and stuff like that. Okay, yeah. perfect. That that'd be absolutely brilliant. Now you also mentioned earlier about doing some adventures and other kind of stuff. Uh, all the kind of all the kind of projects. What what's coming once you fulfill this Kickstarter and all the uh, you know all the t dice towers are sent to the backers? What's what's going to happen with the generate polygons? Uh, we we are already working on some of the other guys uh, I didn't tell you about yet. For example, uh, there is um, Logan, that is uh, our. Um, uh let's say um, how to call him uh, the events uh, uh, master okay <laughs> he has a lot of connection and uh, works with uh, events uh, in fact uh, we are already working i know i'm not sure uh, if you know modena play is one of the biggest uh, fair here in italy mm -hmm. and it will be next month uh, we are working on the organization of the rpg area there so we will be there and uh, organize all the stuff, tables, uh, stuff like that. Uh, and uh, Logan, he's doing that, but he's also an uh, old school master, dungeon master. So he played a lot of uh, uh, RPGs like uh, like me and uh, like Luca. And uh, he is working on an adventure with uh, Leonardo, that is uh, our musician, uh, and uh, and Marco, that is. Uh, graphic uh, artist so we're already working on some adventure mm -hmm. uh, another one i already written but uh, it uh, it began as a 10 page one shot now is 50 pages <laughs> oh my god how i know your pain believe me i know your pain it's a lot easier to people think that writing something long is harder no no you know you you start writing and suddenly you have the Bible in you know written it's it's a lot easier to write a lot than it is to write very short stories. Yes. So yeah, yes, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> and that's why we are working also on um let's call it a kind of system to make it a very uh, let's say to compress the text and give the information directly to the master. So it's uh, even fifty pages. You can uh, just use uh, what you need. And what you need is just there. If you want to go deeper, okay, you can go in and, uh, but uh, if not, uh, yeah, it's okay to just, um, to just, uh, let's say, uh, don't prepare the session and go on like, uh, like that.
Nice. Okay. I, I only have two questions left that I wanted to ask you. One is, what's been the most challenging part of this first project that you've released? Hmm. Probably is uh, mm, all the preparation for the, for the campaign. So all the graphic preparation, all the contacts uh, and uh, to mm, define a very first uh, user base. I think that uh, will be the, the worst part for, for us at least, because uh, we have a more, uh, let's say, technical approach. Mm -hmm. So doing things is not the problem. It's more a problem the commercial side. <laughs> so, yeah, that's always yeah. the hardest. Uh, and what's been the most rewarding? The, uh, the number of backers. Okay. So, uh, someone's Excellent. Um, Francesco, thank you very much indeed for being with me today. Uh, it is truly, truly appreciated. I know that you are going to be able to do some absolutely amazing stuff. Uh, and I very much look forward to seeing what, what comes next. Because if this is your first project and the tower looks that good, I cannot wait to see what you do when you get some experience under your belt. That's going to be incredible. So uh, looking forward to that very, very much. Thank you so much, Paco. And uh, it was a great interview. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs>